at my old agency, it was a really funny moment where we had like we had like a critical mass, probably like two hundred thousand followers, and but yeah. I still wasn't really telling anyone what I was doing. And uh, one of uh, an art director I sat next to like looked over as I was editing a video, and he was like, "Bro, are you Friday beers?" more excited than to do our first ever episode of Top 5 with Max and Max with our favorite online comedy account, Friday Beers. Friday Beers, what they do is they piece together clips from videos, TV shows, pop culture, and they make jokes about drinking with your friends. It's that simple, but it is so much more than that. These guys are hilarious. And probably one of the best things about it is that they take these characters and everybody who watches the clips on Instagram, they know the characters. There's Dooley, Fringe Guy, Chill Guy, Crazy Like Striani. It goes on. These guys are great. We had a fantastic conversation with them. And I quickly learned why their following was cult-like after following them, talking to them in this podcast. They're amazing. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen, Friday Beers. At, at, at what point of Friday Beers did it become... I remember the first time I saw the account was last... I think it was December and it had probably about a hundred, a hundred thousand followers at the time. And a friend showed it to me, you know, Oh, this is funny. Follow it. Then like to me, probably like two or three months later, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was sending the videos around. I mean, at what point did it become, did it go from something you guys were just kind of doing to, you know, for fun to something legit or were you guys, did you guys always think it was going to become what it is now? We always knew. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Jack, you do tell a story better. I had I had an experience like even earlier on than that in uh November where we had been sort of fucking around on the account for maybe a week or two. Um and then there was a Friday that I was in New York City and going out to Connecticut where our family is. I was taking the uh, train, like Metro North train, sort of the big commuter line that you're bound to like see people you know from the same town as you, whatever. And I was sitting in a train car where uh, talking to my friend, watching the videos and sort of like refreshing, seeing like the followers go up. And this day we were jumping like thousands of followers. It was just accumulating. It was, it was sort of nuts to watch. The first really big spike day. And uh, we were talking about Friday beers, and this girl in this, the, the row behind us pops her head out. No idea who she is. And so, are you guys talking about Friday beers? Uh, it's all me and my friends are talking about. My boyfriend rejoined Instagram just so he could watch it and share with his friends. And at that point, I was like, all right, this is picking up some steam, at least in like friends of friends of friends circles and like the tri state sort of northeast where we are. And then I think at the end of that day, like we had we had gained like 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 followers or something like that in a matter of a day. And that's when I got the hunch, like, all right, we, we probably have struck a nerve here. So this is probably worth focusing on a bit more intensely. So now you guys are at a million. Obviously, that was you did a couple nice celebratory posts. I yeah. mean, where is it going to go? I mean, I, like what? What I know, we know you guys just launched, and everybody who's who's listening or watching, commend suck down. So follow that as well. But like, what's, what's chapter two here? Well, there's a, there's a lot of different chapters. Like we've been, and, uh, I mean, not publicly, but sort of behind the scenes, working on a lot of different things related to Friday beers for other platforms because we we definitely like love the Instagram or committed to the social media. But the, the greatest thing we have is like the community that's rallied around all the Friday Beers characters. So there's uh, a place out there for uh, a Friday Beers TV show, um, a Friday Beers podcast, which we're working on right now uh, and will hopefully be releasing in the next couple months. Um, all these sort of off platform ways for Friday Beers to like come to life. Uh, that's like our main focus. I mean, don't get us wrong. We love the, the Instagram account. Like we want to get 2 million followers and 3 million followers. Uh, and we will keep turning out content for that. But like, there's a lot of bigger stories to tell outside of it. And that's like, that's gonna be the fun part. Like, yeah. Sort of. And and obviously there's once, uh, things clear up, like the, the live event space is going to be huge and we got to figure that out. But, um, you know, we want to take this across, you know, the country, if not the globe. 
the uh, world, not and maybe even other planets. While we're <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We, uh, we had a lot of fun before uh, coronavirus um, shut down all all bars and and social gatherings. Even being remote, we would sort of like we did it twice. Yeah, we paid for like an open bar at a random college that had commented the most on one of our posts, and um, we would be like, we'd talk, call the bar owners and and say. All right, we're gonna give these kids like a two k um, open bar. Like, uh, call us like if they're getting close to it, and then the guy would call like fifteen minutes after it started. Like, they're done. <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, and we would just have to keep raising the limit, and they would we'd get the videos and tags from it. The, that's what we have been missing, right? Like, we want uh, to sort of get out there and do that in a, in a more, you know, formal way and engage with the you know all the kids all over the country who are who are really living the friday beers lifestyle and kind of get the vibe and that's going to be a really fun part of opening back up again i mean for me personally i mean during quarantine when i was like stuck in my parents house for three months i was watching those friday beers videos and it was like the outlet for the week our friends would do like a zoom a zoom call you see friday beers today <laughs> I mean, I feel like, like no joke i feel like it it was totally something that people needed during like COVID and during the whole thing. Obviously now it's still going on, but it's, it's lightened up a bit. Um, Dude, we, we hear that yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. It was a, a form of escapism during like the initial. Right. And yeah, you know, help people get through the week. But it's funny to think that like, you know, we, the account started in November. So for more than half the time we've existed, it, we've been, uh, you know, the worst in, time in, for in beer a, drinking in the planet. <laughs> No. the world yeah no. um people like know us as like the COVID account they're like oh thank you for like providing entertainment for quarantine it's like you're welcome but like we do other stuff too. <laughs> you got to, like the equivalent of a speakeasy during prohibition yeah exactly exactly so you guys talk about the characters and how you're going to expand the whole friday beers brand and obviously people resonate with it so much I mean, I think one of the things Max and I were talking about before this interview is how did you come up with those characters? Because everybody <laughs> can relate to kind of fringe guy, Jimmy Heaters. I mean, like, that's kind of funny. I don't know if everybody knows like, <laughs> like Jimmy Heaters or Senior Sneef. So, like, how did you come up with those characters? Well, the fact that, you know, you're saying that is spot on because you probably have come up with these characters. I mean, both you guys know these tropes in your life and it's not anything you know not to, <laughs> to downplay it but like these are folks that like you know max and i grew up hanging out with you know like since little league like went to middle school with them high school with them college like post-college and they're not necessarily based on one person but like composites of people who we know and basically everybody has some form or fashion of a dually and a fringe guy or a chill right. guy or a, a lot basic on their lives and that's what we try to do is like capture like how other people are feeling about their friends like this this sort of fictional friend group that are representative of who people everybody know uh, and that to us like that's why people identify it's like yeah you we get so many people who are like sending us screenshots of a, a who's who in their own group so i think that's the beauty of what we can build on like we're not done ma making characters either by any stretch of the imagination that's the most fun part for us. Like every three months or so, we're just like, all right, there's a new batch. Like there's gotta be uh, somebody topical that we can introduce right now. Who's uh, who's gonna be part of this extended crew. Yeah, the only the only real person is Crazy Legs Triano. That's a kid I went to college with. <laughs> His legs are fucking insane. So besides that, they're all, yeah, as Jack said, just archetypes that mirror every friend group out there. Except is real and we will reveal Dooley's identity at the proper time. Uh, well, that was gonna be my next question, but I guess the follow-up is when you guys get the Friday Beers TV show, the Friday Beers movie, who's playing Dooley? Who's playing Fringe Guy? Well, McConaughey is roughly contracted to play <laughs> Dooley. Um, that is amazing. He's working out the numbers. No, I'm just <laughs> he's actually more of a chill guy uh, prospect if we get him. Um, yeah. Funny question, because like we've been we've been making uh, obviously writing a lot of the scripts and for uh, and sort of laying out the framework for what the show looks like and, and what these other projects look like. And we've recorded stuff with great comics and actors and things who can take on these identities. 
Um, but it's it's tricky because in some ways the idea in people's minds of who fringe guy is is always better than like the actual fringe guy. I think you, they almost it's like you know Allah and like Islam. Like you're never supposed to like you know <laughs> show what he actually looks like. Basically, like that's something that we're very confident of. Um, and yeah, it'll be like going a line. I mean, maybe it's it might even be the case that there's a lot of different types of fringe guys. Fringe guys just like a role other actors can play or other persona people take on in different situations. Um, but we'll figure it out. It's, but it's a good question to ask. So you know, it's uh, Max. I mean, you use the word archetype. It's true. If you're ever going to use an archetype, nobody can fully embody the archetype. Like you know, you guys had an amazing set of tweets uh, from like. March. I mean, a few months ago, that was a, was basically giving a rundown of each character. And for Dry Guy, yeah. it was basically the classic guys like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go out tonight. Uh, you know, I, I need to watch the figure a little bit." And Our then at 9 a.m. tomorrow, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then he, and then he's doing 5 a.m. karaoke with Korean businessmen. You know, wasted. <laughs> so, but like the problem is, if you're if you're actually doing a TV show, it's like, all right, what's he going to do the next night then? I mean, and then the night after that, he's yeah. gonna—he's not gonna get back to that water mark. I mean, or maybe he gets close, but and, that's tough. Yeah, and the great thing about having like well-defined characters and, and why people love characters is that because they can predict how they're gonna act. Like, oh, that's such a dry guy thing to do. Like, it, it's so right. cool, along with the lines of his description. So, right. when you write like a good character description, it's very easy to put these people in scenarios because. Yeah, that's that is what how he would react or she would react. Um, uh, yeah, that's I think that's sort of key to to writing these things. And it's it, we funny mentioned dry guy because a lot of these things are based off of like anecdotal experiences. Right. So when I was in school, um, there was a uh, you know a guy who professed like it was like the first week of orientation, and you know people are like getting their feet wet, and he's like. Yeah, like, you know, I'm probably going to, like, not drink for a while. Like, you know, sort of, like, my grades up, like, really, like, bear down here. It might have been, like, the first night, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to, like, sink my teeth into this college experience and, like, knock it, you know, the cover off the ball. And then, like, four hours later, he's, like, blacked out, like, swinging from a pole in a basement somewhere. So his, his dry guy mission lasted, like, <laughs> So, um, you, one question we have, too, is, I remember watching. Have you guys ever seen the Howard Stern interview with Billy Joel? I mean, obviously he's done profiles of like everybody. One of the questions that was fascinating is is uh, Howard Stern's like, "What do you do? Do you write the lyrics first, or do you write the actual music?" I mean, you know, what's that? So, do you guys pick the clips and like, oh, we'll do something hilarious with McLovin, and then we're gonna move it to Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, and then, or do you guys like? this is our theme. These are our lines. And now we're going to find the perfect video match. It's, it's a bit of both. Some, yeah. I mean, you guys follow the accounts. So you, you probably notice that like some videos are more conceptual yeah. and kind of like, uh, scripted almost. Whereas some, some are just more miscellaneous joke telling. Uh, so, so for like example, for like the miscellaneous joke telling, it's a lot of times we, we get the song, line up a bunch of hilarious clips and then we're like, all right, now we write the jokes on top of it. Um, and then other times like, all right, here's the idea. We want to make a montage to chill guys. Here's the script. And then the, and then the video matches the words. So it's, it goes back and forth. That's yeah, a, lot, a lot of times it's, it's geared towards where we are in the week and what we want to do. So, main thing we try to accomplish every week is like make a video which reflects how we think people are feeling. So we're not putting out like obviously the, you know, let's rip it video on Sunday or Monday, like <laughs> depressed. You're like reflecting, like <laughs> so close to texting your ex-girlfriend or whatever. I'm over and horny. Yeah. All those. <laughs> I'm over and horny is a good name for like a reality show. <laughs> um, we may change the name of this podcast. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Put it so, out on Sunday, dude. You'll get some listens, um, unless everyone's already jerking off. <laughs> the uh, but so those, those concept videos, like so Monday, Tuesday, we'll have like those, and then reflecting on what the gang was up to over the weekend with the characters, always checking in on them. And then Wednesday, Thursday, we have sort of maybe like an opportunity for a concept video, like something that's like a interesting. 
adventure to explore with one of the characters or like maybe like a movie trailer character intro type of thing thursday you're almost there get people a little excited and then you guys all know what friday is is that's the kickoff okay. of the weekend so there's oh, yeah. definitely a cadence that we adhere to how many are like clips that almost made the cut like you 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 hear from directors like there are yeah. hours yeah yeah we have a lot of um like a big inventory of clips like a big Google Drive of just right. like our favorite clips and just like, like random shit. So nothing like really ever gets left unused. Like it'll find even you know a clip will, will find a way it's into a video at some point. Um, and we also pay attention to pe what people send us. Like we get a ton of like DMs and also emails. And if you're ever thinking like you know this is funny like but Friday beers will like never read, look at it. If I send it, it's like, we actually look at every single thing that comes yeah. in and we get a surprisingly amount, a uh, uh, good amount of ideas. Like we don't ever really use them in the context that people suggest, but we like, if there's a funny clip, like it goes into like a database that like, that's amazing. Used. So yeah. like some, I remember some dude recently sent the, uh, Terry Collins freak out the Mets manager, like me, uh, <laughs> Style to the umpire, and they're like, I think you guys would, you know, could use this clip. And we're like, Yeah, this is perfect. This is fringe guy, yeah, like not getting to yeah. the game, yeah, and not, you know, plus it's the Mets, and you guys are Yankees fans, so <laughs> yeah. love for Mets Nation, yeah. I so bad for Mets fans, it's not like I really hate them at what all. Do you, what do you think of A Rod and J Lo lining up to buy them? I think good for them. I mean, I'm sort of a uh, a massive supporter of like post well, I liked A-Rod when he was on the Yankees even a lot of people hate yeah, him yeah. like post career A-Rod flourishing in this way where people love him and he's found such a good partner for his like weird antics like, <laughs> Jola, like his kids her kids like recording him doing TikToks and stuff I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm sitting on A-Rod used locker room chair right now that's right yeah no way yeah the, the funniest thing is though our dad despite being the biggest Yankee fan of all time um actually detests a-rod hates him hates him yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he he has his like autograph his his, his picture is probably in this room somewhere i mean max is sitting on the locker room chair but when he was making like 25 million a year or yeah had, like three or four years left on his contract our dad was like if i was brian cashman i would put a hundred million dollars in a-rod's locker and say hey a-rod here's a hundred million get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> that was his well, I, I feel like to the yankees purist you know, he had the feud with Jeter. Yeah. He was, he was all about the sizzle. You know, the Yankee Steinbrenner mystique of, you know, shave. Like, I'm sorry, these beards wouldn't fly in, in that no, era. No. Oh, no. Every yeah. time I come home, my dad offers to pay me to shave my beard. <laughs> I love that. Well, uh, how does that feel about Friday beers? Is he a big fan? He's, he's, a, he's a big fan, and he's the number one um, – customer of the online store <laughs> bought more from Friday beers not shop than uh anybody else in the world uh and he's definitely come around it's a generational thing so it's taken a little time to sort of uh impress upon him that this is uh could potentially be you know your livelihood like a full-time thing running a comedy account um because when, when they just hear oh you, you run a, like instagram meme account like that's like a hobby but right. uh, the way we're thinking about it, definitely people who grew up in the fucking like 80s don't understand uh, 70s and 80s. But we are, you know, we're doing so much more than that just around you know, making videos. And uh, it's such a powerful tool. Like you can build a real, real business around uh, a brand that people are passionate about. So even if it starts online, like there's many ways you can take it. And he gets that. He's a smart guy. It's so, it's so funny how that works. I mean, you know, you think of the people, uh, you know, I, we were just talking to somebody the other day, popular SoundCloud DJ. And it's like, to, you know, when you go to the family reunion and, you know, to your friends, you guys are probably heroes. I mean, everybody, <laughs> the people on the train, everybody, I mean, look at us. Like you guys are the people we wanted for our inaugural interview. Like it's a no brainer, but you go to your uncle and you're like, oh, that's cute. So are you guys going to be welders? You yeah. know, like, probably yeah. like. There's a, great, there's a yeah. great line in um, 30 Rock where uh, uh, Jack Donaghy, who's like just represents high powered finance, like master of the universe type alpha macho. He goes out to get drinks with uh, three of the staff writers uh, who uh, he's like 
trying to hang out with or befriend or learn about or whatever, the writers on the show, they're comedy writers. And he asked them, he's like, comedy writing, like tell jokes for a living. That's, you know, that's so funny. What do you, uh, what do you guys tell your dads that you actually do? And one guy says one thing, one guy says other thing. The third writer's like, I just tell him I'm dead. (laughs) 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 Hey, at least, at least it's not, you don't have to explain to them your TikTok stars. Like there's a whole generation of people who are like, yeah, I do, I do TikTok. Okay? Dude, we're befuddled. Like, I couldn't give you the answer for uh, TikTok. Like, I, Max and I have a theory that it's going to create like huge cultural problems because <laughs> falsely, and it's just like societal problems because falsely inflating like the self worth of like all these kids who, like really have, don't have any talent. Like they're like they have no discernible skill set, and they actually could make like a, a problematic amount of money. Before they're sitting around and being like, "Oh, wait, the only thing I know how to do is like make you know, a, this make thing." Make a weird face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, without getting, without you know, sounding too much like our our dad's generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're growing up in the '80s, the people you're watching on TV. I mean, you're watching Michael Corleone, you know, with Diane Keaton and Godfather. Now they're watching Bryce Hall, you know, in front of the uh, little honey. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating disturbing it's all the above it's we're just gonna have to see what happens yeah. as they say like, yeah it is it is yeah. a good point not to uh become the old man yelling at cloud yeah i mean <laughs> for us to say that too it's like you know our memes are like super complex yeah. <laughs> tasteful yeah. so we, we want to take it into the interview topic here in a sec the top top five late night movies i've got one last question before i get there though so you know before the I think before the millionth uh, follower, you guys were very private. People didn't know your names, to my knowledge, right? Maybe, maybe right. I'm wrong. Yeah, I know in your were, yeah. Uh, how 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 is that changing? And you know, to what extent when you meet people, if you're out at a bar and you know you start talking to someone, do you flex on them and say I'm the Friday beers guy? <laughs> <laughs> or like, or, I'm not paying for this Miller Lite, dude. <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we never like never overt about that stuff, like. Flex is not really in our vocabulary. We're never also like dishonest. Like if somebody like asks, like yeah, like we're we're we run the account, like we're Jack and Max and Sam, and um, that's always been a very straightforward thing with the identity thing. And we still feel like this, by the way. We're not meant to be like we don't feel ourselves like the personalities like behind the account. The account is about the brand and like the characters and the humor that people have rallied around. And to be perfectly frank, like no one like really gives a shit about like my max's yeah, opinions and they, on and stuff. Like, you, know, no. you don't have anything interesting to say. Right? No, zero. <laughs> uh, but we are like, um, I guess story, starting to step out uh, to present the account a little bit more um, just because I think it's people do like want to know like where it comes from and the origins are all fun. Like it's all part of a bigger story, right? And I think like, what differentiates yeah. us from like other like meme accounts that we tend to get looped in with is uh, like the layer of humanity that's like behind the account. And, you know, people obviously uh, like they're curious about who, who it is versus like, if you know, what some like, like shithead Steve or yeah, like trash camp Paul, like obviously those are just kind of more like bot type like account. So it's, it's nice like pulling yeah. Yeah, pull yeah. back a bit now and just kind of, um, like reveal like, even, even more of that like, humanity side of things. Yeah, we think it definitely comes off that Friday Beers has people doing each one, where it's not the yeah. meme aggregators, where like yeah. there's, I mean, you guys are basically, I mean, screenwriters for this, basically. I mean, it's a new kind. I mean, your right. tools are different, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's we are like, if we're on our, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn or whatever, should say is like, we're comedy writers. Like, that's what we are. Exactly. And, um, at least you like there's conspiracy yeah. theories like oh like Bud Light runs this account you know like big brand like this is brought to you by like corporate brand A to like get you to drink more beer like no like we actually if there's any reason we'd want to like we'd want to tell people we're normal people is because so they know it's coming from an authentic place like we are very much like the consumers of this humor as well as the creators of this humor. So clear the air officially right now. Are you guys backed by Big Beer? Yeah, we're not backed <laughs> no. unless they. Unless they want to back us in a substantial way, we could reconsider. <laughs> I mean, if people are watching this video, they're going to think you're backed by Louisville Slugger. I mean, I'm, 
I'm starting a new conspiracy after that. I'm running the back I, I'll, I will report to the alternative site training camp for the Yankees as soon as they want. <laughs> Uh, no, like there's like no brand behind it. Like we actually haven't worked with a single brand at all. Um, have they reached out? Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked to some, like, you know, we talked to the big beer companies of the world, like just time hasn't been right or whatever, but, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't, who, who knows how that's going to play out. Um, we get advised that like brands need like, you know, a person behind the account if they like want to, <laughs> so like Mac can be like, play DraftKings for 50% off <laughs> game. And that's going to make people like want to use DraftKings more. It's like, no, like they want the humor. I think like that's what they come, they come to the account for. So that's, that's our, always been our number one priority. All right. So let's get into top five late night movies. And I will say this, you know, uh, you bringing up hungover and horny on Sunday does make <laughs> you think that there are like a million different flavors of late night movie moods. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And late night. Oh yeah. Are you talking about watching porn? <laughs> there aren't many rules for this list, so if, you know if there's a if there's a Lana Rhodes video that you want to share, I, mean, um, I might go share it in the other room, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I totally follow what you're saying. There are distinct genres for late night, and I would also put my rule of thumb in thumb as like this type of movie is sort of like falls in the same category as if it's on TV, like you would just drop everything and watch it type of movie at any point during the movie. Um, so there's, to me, there's like the really, the number one that jumps off the page, is like the epic meathead action genre. Yes. That is so brainless and mindless. And the dialogue is, is so absurd that when you're drunk and watching or later you're watching, you're, you sort of think to yourself, I can't believe that like they wrote this for this line. <laughs> Like there's almost every Vin Diesel movie falls into that category. Like go back and watch like Triple X. Any of the yeah. Fast and the Furious are incredible for this. Um, I, uh, I my picks are all comedies. I have I have comedies. I have meat actions, and I have uh, <laughs> I have period pieces. Like, That's amazing. Yeah, like a really well done, like hot, like good production design, like takes you to another era. Like I could get into some yeah, of those, I'm, but I'm we can we can rattle through them. Those are my three. All right, all right, so let's start at five in one second. But I I just want to say I totally agree too. I mean, I think when you're saying what are the best late night movies, they have to be like the platonic ideal of a late night movie. You know, they can't just be oh I like Wedding Crashers at four p.m. and I also like it at one a.m. Well, that's actually that probably could be a late night movie, but these movies, I, I I have a special place in my heart for late night movies that are unwatchable at like three p.m. Kind of like <laughs> there's beat head action, like they're yeah. just brainless, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so so maybe we put the filter on that. It's like you only want to watch it late night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So Jack or Max, who wants to kick it off? Well, this filter is this filter is throwing me off. Oh, it is a tired of thing. Because I, I was just thinking like, I was just thinking about the movies I watched, literally watched the most often at late night, like late night. That, night can, night that should count then. Yeah, that counts. Like, that counts. Yeah, I mean, my Mount Rushmore of like the movies that I've seen a hundred times. So why don't you do that and kick it off, and we can go back. Yeah, to kick it off. Um, so, but I mean, most of these are like you know. Obvious. Blue chips, like these yeah. are, you know. These right. are, uh, blue ch- I mean, we're not, we're not the IRA <laughs> here. Like I was don't, laying down. Don't judge, him. judge him. Judge him. Uh, <laughs> actually, my, my the first one that comes to mind is actually kind of a sleeper. Um, it's one that me and my buddies used to watch all the time in college. Beverly Hills Ninja. Just all Chris time. Farley. Chris Farley at his peak, like tour de force performance. Like he. It just I could watch Chris Farley like struggle with a hotel curtain and like get lost in it and like try to <laughs> try to figure his way out for ninety minutes. Like I don't even need a plot. The lifting up, boiling cauldron. Just the physical humor, like him as a hibachi chef, swinging two like huge fish at a guy. It's yeah, like, I don't I don't need more than that. Like no more depth. Just that's perfect. Dude, dude, that is. I mean, to me, there's a lot of depth there. <laughs> there's a lot of layers actually, because the fish represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, anything with Chris Farley, like it's funny during the day. You watch it after night. Tommy Boy, any of that. And I, yeah, yeah, you, able too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack, what do you have? I was gonna do a Nick Cage movie. 
I was going to say like gone in 60 seconds is uh, a pretty uh, no brainer for me just because of the absurdity. And like when they're driving that car into like the garage where they have all the, like the white, uh, what's it called? The black light names of what they're looking for uh, in it. I just get amped every time. If you're on, on for a fucking epic action adventure with Nick Cage saying absurd shit. All right, we're going to keep going around here, and you're going to – I mean, I'm thinking along those lines here. My number five is Super Troopers. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you see it, but, like, the first – I mean, it's like uh, – you know, it's the Casablanca of late-night movies. Yeah. It's like yeah. the screenwriting just at 2 a.m., a little buzzed one way or another. It's just amazing. So Super Troopers. Well, Broken Wizard guys are some – are a whole group that, like, needs to be – addressed with Friday beers in a big way. Like they they are this group of characters in 2020 that we've made, but they were doing it in like the early 90s. And there if you yeah. could look at like their groups that they established in all their movies, watch Super yeah. Troopers, Beer Fest, Club Dread, like all these things are uh they, they are like the original group of friends who just like wanted to fuck off and create characters and make movies. Really did, did they make uh Reno 911 too? Couple of them are in it, aren't they? It's kind of a Reno now one's kind of a blind spot for me to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I for my five, I was gonna I was gonna change the pace up a bit here. The rookie. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Quaid. Quaid. Yeah, Quaid. you come back, you Quaid. come back and now you're sitting there, you need something to inspire you a little bit. Quaid you know speaking of Quaid, he he's like <laughs> so I live in uh Santa Monica and he performs with like this live band every now and then. And just like gets like hammered drunk and like sing songs on stage, and it's awesome. It's like Quaid, like sweaty in a basement, just singing his heart out. So that's what it's like, among other things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Max, what do we got? Take it to the four. Um, I was gonna go with uh, classic Caddyshack. That was on mine. Um, it's on mine. It's, I mean, it's it's like it's like almost a perfect movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it also, it's kind of a period piece. It's a period yeah. piece. Yeah. Who's, so, who's the best character from Caddyshack? Well, the Judge Smales. Yeah, I mean, Judge Smales <laughs> is the best character in Caddyshack. So, this is like Dude. the opposite of. Thank you, Ted Knight, on like the greatest. The uh, nerve. Like, I mean, every line is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's like the type of movie where it's like every scene, you're like, oh, fuck, it's this scene. You know, like there's no, there's no downturn. It's no. just like constantly. Cracking you up. I've watched Caddyshack in reverse in parts. Like I watched like the <laughs> half and then the middle half and then the beginning half to just man and, and just like you know. knowing like the story of how it came together and like the whole like Doug yeah. Kenny Harold Ramis. It wasn't that that was movie was considered a failure for them yeah. when it came out and really yeah, and I got Doug Kenny one of the writers like super depressed that it didn't have the success of Animal House, but. I, I mean, it aged just like the best of movie it's of all time. It's every time you watch yeah. it. It's so good. You can look. That's why it makes it a good look in that movie. You, you know, we're in the hundreds of watching that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, wait. What's uh, who's like? What's the best clip or character for Friday Beers? Like, who's? What would you? Is it like a Rodney Dangerfield one? Is it? Oh, we use him a ton. Yeah, the, the the clip of Dangerfield addressing everyone on the patio. Hey, everyone, we're all gonna get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like, you want to get hyped up for a Friday. That's all you need to play. Yeah, it is. Or when they, he presses the button on the uh, so what? So let's dance and the clubs fly <laughs> out. <laughs> what movie do you think is the most the most quoted in Friday Beers? Well, uh, the shows are big. Like Sonny's is probably the most quoted show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, movie wise, we use old school a lot. A lot of Will Ferrell. Yeah, a lot sure. of Will Ferrell movies. A lot of Habitat movies. I mean, yeah. You know, that's fun. You talked about the Super Trooper movies. I mean, I think also, in a way, a lot of those Will Ferrell movies, which often have the same formula, or like the Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn movies, it's like the same group of five or six characters. And everybody's like, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's also the fun of watching those old movies. Straight up, a really good one hasn't been made in like 15 years. Like of old school caliber, like we, we, we were having this exact conversation the other yeah. day. There's no no comedies of that level have come out in the, uh, the Hangover was like it was really good. The first one sort of had that vibe to it, but that was that was a long time ago too. What was that? Like 2010? Uh, like, Two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not even this decade, um, or last decade. <laughs> so that 
that recipe, well, it's fun to watch is because when you revisit it, you sort of think to yourself, like, wow, this is such a good formula. Why can't it be done not in today's day and age? And unfortunately, you just got to realize, like, humor has aged in a way or has developed in a way that, like, you can't tell a lot of those jokes now. You can't do a lot of the same things that they did for better and for worse. So uh, I think that's a big nut to crack. Someone's got to make that old old school 2020. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't you think part of it's too, though, that I think appetite's a little different too, just in terms of like Big Bang Theory is now like the most successful comedy show ever. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you guys aren't. I mean, like, come on. It's, it's not. I mean, come on. We don't watch I'm, I'm more of a young Sheldon fan. I was awesome. <laughs> You're sophisticated. You're highbrow yeah. humor. I get it. No, that makes sense. I've actually never seen an episode. That'd be funny if there's like a rivalry between like Big Bang Purists and like you guys are like young Sheldon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are so gauche. You watch young Sheldon. Was it gauche? Gauche. Yeah. I mean, like, oh my gosh. Uh, all right, so Jack, 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 you got a number four. Or is yours Caddyshack too? Yeah. Um, I I've got uh another sort of curveball for my number four because it's not necessarily comedy. It's a nostalgia period piece. Sandlot is oh, uh, a very big late night movie for me. The last time I watched it late night, I, I cried at the end of it, and I was drunk, but like I and alone. Were um, you, were you alone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was on a plane, and uh, I watched. <laughs> The I fuck is and I, it had me tearing up again when when uh the jet steals home at the end of the movie and he points up to the box like i i just got goosebumps like and the picture it pans over to the picture of the boys like in the sandlot like that's what it's all about and, like obviously our baseball influence in our family is really strong but like we treasure our little league memories and the kids that you meet and bond with growing up playing sports and that for me strikes a chord it's a great Great watch every time. And Wendy Peppercorn is the original OG babe. In the, oh, babe. Yeah. 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 We should do a little babe reference with Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Put that in the Google Drive. All right. Number four. I've got – so, no joke. You had gone in 60 seconds. I went with Raising Arizona. Yeah. Because, I mean, Nick Cage, uh, uh, you know, something about when the clock strikes 12 – he, you know, he becomes Marlon Brando at midnight. And <laughs> I just think, you know, Nick Cage in it, Raising Arizona, uh, absolute great late night movie. So that's my number four. I'm going to change the pace up a bit here. Jason Statham. Good, Frank. good meat, meat epic uh, or meathead uh, action movie. And Statham carries a lot of those movies. Frank so. is an un unbelievable movie if your brain is just not, if you are not trying <laughs> to process something substantial. For those who have, have you seen it? I've never seen it. I can't remember. I've, I can't remember the exact plot of it. It's been a while since I watched it. Something along the lines of he needs to like keep taking like meth or something like that to like stay alive. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like a, heart, a thing like in his heart that's going to blow up at the end of the if he doesn't keep moving. He has to keep moving the whole. He Wait, up, but he needs like, to take meth. He takes all these drugs and like you know the. Yeah, it's the, his heart rate above a certain amount. Yeah. It's, it's you, we're big Statham guys. Do you know he was like Olympic caliber diver? Before he got into like action movies, no, way. no I didn't know. There's Jason Statham diving. He has hair, and he's doing like these crazy like triple like you know flip dive <laughs> like an Olympic meet. It's so funny. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah Statham is incredible. So we're on three now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, we just mentioned it. Like the probably the last great like fraternity college humor movie, uh, old school. Yes. Uh, I mean, old school is again almost like a perfect movie, and it's it's just like Why that blue? the group of characters that you just want to go back and revisit. How how old would you guys say you were when you watched Old School for the first time? I like, thought it was funny. So, I mean, every time it's been incredible, but I actually watched it late. I watched it when I was like when I was nineteen, when I was in college. All right. So you understand, like when I watched it, when I was twelve or thirteen. I was like, yeah. oh, it's funny. And I, you know, watch it, you know, a couple times every year, you know, next 18 years. And <laughs> like, it, it, it's funnier when you've been through it. Now I'm 30, right? So and I, then, when you're in a frat in college or whatever, like you, you know, appreciate the frat nuances. Like when now you, you're getting older and you realize the premise of this movie are like 30 year old guys who form their own fraternity because yeah. they're miserable in their own I, work I, lives. I, like I you just, just continue, you continue to relate to it on different levels. Like as you grow up, and I think now old school might be the most meaningful to me 
when you're just pining for those days. Like when the guys go into the copier room, like trying to convince Mister to join in. Yeah, no, you, you, you gain a new appreciation. Yeah. I, I, you know, just discovered that Luke Wilson's character is he's thirty. Yeah, yeah, because like they're in the kitchen. He's like, I just turned thirty. Jeez, <laughs> right. like, you know, I never realized that. Yeah, watching that as a kid. I do love those, and I, I think too. Um, Will Ferrell's character, a lot of people, I remember being so disappointed because you hear how like fun your uncles were in college and you hear yeah. all these crazy stories, but now they got the kids, they have the wife, they got the job, they got to mow the lawn, they're doing the Home Depot rubs. And you're like, where's the fun guy? Is he still in there? And you're like, you are always one keg stand away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Through, you know, the town. Exactly. One keg stand away is perfect. And there's lines in old school <laughs> that you just pick up on like the 115th time that uh, you watch it. Watch it. With everyone's like tuning up the Red Dragon in the yeah, car. It's like, it's really loud. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> just like, oh so my God. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know. You keep going. We, we, we're going to get into old school quotes. <laughs> <right? laughs> this is going to be like Cisco. Yeah. They'll be watching this. Like, okay, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jack, what are you, can I have some of your Red Bull? I think we're out. Oh, we're out? All right, fuck it. Well, this will – we'll keep going. I'm going to do a, uh, another sort of off-the-comedy um, track one into my period piece. Uh, but Goodfellas is a very good late-night movie for me. And I like epics that are, like, so well put together because every time you tune in, you'd be like, oh, I'll wait to this next epic part that I recognize like I'll, if I go tune in early, like I'm always going to stay, stay to uh, the Copa scene where they have the tracking shot through the guts of the restaurant to the front row or like later on, I'm always going to stay to the prison scene. Like when they're making dinner in prison together, like if there's a, a handful of just like iconic, iconic moments in a, a movie like that, it's, it's one, something I'll strap into no matter what time it is. Uh, you know, the thing about the Copa Cabana scene too is, I know, you know, Karen um, in that scene when she's going with Henry, did she really think he was in construction at that point? Because, like, he kept going, you know, and they were like, all right, Henry, table up front. And then you had all these guys, like, you had, uh, you know, you had Freddie No-Nos, like, hey, Henry, you know, and then, like, giving him money and everything. I mean, this guy's not, you know, laying pavement on the sidewalk. But, like, that – and you know what's this slept-on part of that scene, too? The comedian was pretty good. Great one liner. Yeah, I just watched it the other day. They call him the king of the one liners. Whoever that's, that right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's amazing. All right, I'm going to go number three, super bad. Obviously, yeah. that's great material for you all. Yes. Um, just so many iconic moments. I think, too, like, yeah, they're just, that movie is something. Even if that wasn't your high school, everyone wants to pretend that's what high school was like for them. Or maybe I'm just a loser. Yeah, and that's I, yeah, I, I remember that. When did it come out? It came out like your senior year. So, yeah. In high school. 2008. Jack was a couple years older than me. And I remember I still am. Jack was <laughs> <laughs> you like, after he saw the movie, he's like, God, fucking incredible movie, man. Like they nailed like the nerves you get with trying to buy beer underage, man. Like, they, that's, <laughs> that scene was, that was perfect, probably such man. a tool. <laughs> I was like, I don't really know the feeling. That was based on real experience. Like, didn't they start writing that movie when they were like 14 and they yeah. finished it when they were 22 or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So they well, got wasn't, wasn't Seth Rogen supposed to play Jonah Hill's part, but then by the time they got to it, he was That's actually old. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Perfect yeah. cast. Perfect, perfect movie through and through. My 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 next one's a step down from that. I gotta say it's just as good of a late night movie, but the movie itself is pales in comparison hot rod oh, oh yeah. no, you never, never get sick of hot rod it doesn't get the shine that a lot of other comedies do but it's part of the canon like hot rod it's it's so a, supposedly that script was just like floating around hollywood for like a decade and like no one really knew how to cast it and then once andy samberg blew up on snl they're like all right this guy's perfect oh yeah they didn't write it no oh my god they just, they, they, oh, and, 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 will, will arnett 
the the scene with Will Arnett. The, the boy, babe, yeah. yeah, babe. That's just, I was just about to say Will Arnett is the best character in that movie. So so good, and the whole the whole scene with I can't are they tripping on acid or something? Um, yeah, and the yeah, guy comes. Yeah. The what a shard of metal in his yeah, head. Bill, Bill Hader has just a shard of yeah, oh, metal in his head. He's, he's skateboarding like tripping acid. <laughs> what was the line? And I like to party when they were all doing the introductions. Yeah. No yeah. one parties. All right, let's keep, let's let's keep going around. We're going into here. the uh, the holiest of holies here. Oh, okay, uh, is it top three right now? No, we're number Um. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Yes, correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, yeah. that trilogy, uh, regardless of genre, probably the best trilogy of all time. Yeah, I, each, you know, it's it's. I just go. I said the first one because <laughs> that's just like you know the the most vintage. But any of those three movies could be in the top five late night. But the first, first one, one is a special place. Getting introduced yeah. to <laughs> Austin Powers is um, the the unfreezing process. Yeah, the Swedish penis and Swedish uh, penis and It is, you know, again, a, a character-driven comedy. And what Jack and I really gravitate towards in terms of like characters we love are just like the delusional, like guys who are, have like no self-awareness, no self-awareness, not, like all yeah. self-awareness, but yeah. have like delusional confidence. Yeah, <laughs> and Austin Powers is just the epitome of it. He has it all. Yeah. Um. My number two is uh, one that just provides great comfort. Like there's a point for late night comedy where you just have, to, you've seen it so many times uh, that you get really relaxed and like, you know, it's coming, you quote the whole thing. And that's uh, Happy Gilmore for me. Oh yeah. yeah that's one of my buddies in college, uh, one of my best friends, uh, my roommate from college was on the golf team. We bonded a lot over uh, Happy Gilmore and there's not much else to say other than it has the greatest villain of a film <laughs> in all time. Um, Judge Smell is a great villain too, but Shooter McGavin is the all time villain. And then the bit parts just, I, I lose it. Like Ben Stiller as like Hal orderly guy. Like, yeah. I think, I think what happened was Anthony Hopkins after silence of the lambs thought he was on top. Then he watched happy Gilmore and he was like, I screwed up. No. <laughs> I, didn't a, I didn't do a good villain. Yeah. You have to put your swords down when you see Shooter McGavin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. All right, for number two, it's been said, Caddyshack. You got to give it a shout out, though. Yeah. You know, been, I love that you guys like Ted Knight. I mean, because I feel like yeah. the low-hanging fruit is to like Bill Murray and be like, oh, my God, listen to his accent. He goes after the groundhog again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's great. Like, it's right. great, you know, stick. But Ted Knight just is like how he's losing it every single scene, <laughs> and he's such like a nervous wreck. He's he morally the, po yeah. the poem he reads when he's Susie the grin <laughs> and the shit comes in. You got the stock market beat for the man with wiles, the one who can smile when his pants are too tight in the seat. That is amazing. Yeah. Take it to two, baby. I'm, I'm gonna go with Borat. There's never a time I've watched Borat and just have a minute. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, did you see that Borat 2 is potentially being filmed right now? That someone saw oh, someone really? dressed as Borat. I feel like that's a perfect example, though. A movie they just I can't imagine they could do it like they did it then. Yeah, I mean, well, what the, the surprise factor gonna be is too ubiquitous that, that he has a, a lot, a lot yeah. of problems getting people to play into his act when he's recognized. So I would, I couldn't, if you're not recognizing Borat, you've been living under a rock. Like, I do not know this guy. Did, did you see, what was the show called in Showtime? Um, this is America. Have you guys seen yeah, it? Yeah, Great yeah. show. Great show. Fantastic. And he still managed to get, he still managed to. Oh, he got some people pretty, pretty good. Yeah. But he got, he also had trouble, I think. And he also, I, I heard anecdotally that they had to have like escape plans when they were making that show. Because people would realize they were being tricked like halfway into the interview. They would get really angry. So they had to have an evacuation route uh, in case there was a, somebody freaked out. Yeah, but the Jordan kind of were like biting the penis off like in the training drill. It's like the funniest thing. Yeah. Wait, Jack, like you got to, to your point earlier, how are they going to get away with the legit Borat 2 just given, you know, everything's I, like. I, I 
you probably overestimate some of like the, the younger generations, their familiarity with the character. That's you, right. You could probably yeah. find some yeah. pretty naive people out there who will yeah. take the bait. And people much smarter than us are figuring out how to make yeah. it anyway. So they, <laughs> they'll, they'll figure out a way. All right, let's go to number one. I mean, number, we'll put it in a drum roll after this, but take yeah. it away. Number one, this is my hands down favorite comedy of all time, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, dude. Uh, I've seen it, you know, yeah. I, I like a comfort movie. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. It's just as funny. It's so simple. The simplicity <laughs> exactly. is brilliance. Yeah. And just two idiots like chasing a girl and like stumbling upon like a lot of cash, like perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, just the, the Daniels carry duo is unbeatable. It's Pippin Gordon, you know, it's, you can't stop them. It's, it's really incredible. And, um, like uh, talk about one that's great for you know all the lines like nice set of hooters you got there like all the ones that, like yeah. if in a vacuum they're not that funny but like somehow Jeff Daniels and uh, you know Jim Carrey made every single one funny yeah and I think the best what really makes the movie special is how Jim Carrey his character is like so dumb and <laughs> you know most likely like, should be hateable but. He has these very tender, like quick, tender moments of like vulnerability. He's not just dumb; he's a dickhead to his best friend. But like you know, when they're, when they're yeah. deciding, like he has these like redeeming moments where like he's trying to convince uh, them like to go on this trip, and he's like, he's like, I'm not just, uh, uh, I'm not just sick and tired of being a nobody. I'm sick and tired of having nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go for the guy. Like, all right, go, like, go be a shithead. So Max said that last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was I was noticing, yeah, a character peril. Now, I, Jack, Jack, where are you on number one? My uh, number one is going to go towards the uh, original filter for this question. Something I, I probably wouldn't watch uh, at another hour, other than late night. Uh, it is basketball uh, with. Uh, you never seen this. I've never no. seen it. Jay Parker and Matt Stone. Holy shit, you guys are in for a while. <laughs> we got it. We got our homework after this. Basketball? The South Park guys, uh -huh. Jay and Matt, and they made a movie in the mid-late 90s that is to just like surmise on like what they're thinking. There's just like the stupidest idea that they'd been joking about between each other. Uh, that somebody paid them a bunch of money to bring to life. And they created a new sports league that's a mix between basketball, baseball and basketball. That's basically for like average Joes who like aren't athletes, but are like good at like shooting free throws and drinking beer. And their team in basketball is called the Beers. And it becomes like, you know, this story of this story of this yeah. new basketball league. And the humor is so dumb. Like there's just a there's a whole sequence about like how their dicks are like 12 feet long right, <laughs> in the movie. Partner Billy was laughing yeah. in the back. So I think he's seen that one. We'll have to watch it. You know, whenever they do the ESPYs, they always give out or like any award show, they always have like the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. I think one of those should go to every screenwriter on movies like that who just <laughs> take that premise and run with it every single day. Yeah. And they, just, they have people like, this is stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> Just stop it, like go, and they just keep going with it. Perseverance, right there. It might have been. It might. They probably wrote that movie, like Trey and Matt. They like, must have. They yeah. there's you know there's a scene like they get wasted with like a kid who's like like basically like a make a wish kid who's like yeah. you know, about to die. Like they're ripping shots of them, and he's like puking in the bar. Like they those guys <laughs> talk about people you admire. They can do whatever they want. They think what they do is really funny and smart, and it is. And so they have almost freedom to do whatever. Like they've figured it out early and have kept doing it. Yeah. So I, for my number one, I've got one that's hit or miss. I was telling the guys last night, you know, I'm still going with it because it's my number one. It's uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Okay. The original one. Like not even the disaster. Like you watch The Room, The Room. I'm talking, I'm talking the original. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Yeah, I've never seen it all the way through. Okay, you guys, guys. I'm, I'm serious. Like it is the Citizen Kane of bad movies. <laughs> it out. It is. It is like delightfully bad. And I'm not gonna lie. If you guys do watch it, we're watching basketball after this. Yeah. I bet you it'll show up in Friday beers more than once. But that's just yeah. too big. So Max Frost. My my number one 
Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Great yeah. choice, yeah. dude. Nice. No one in the room here had seen it, and I was wor- I was worried about that. But to me, that movie is the pinnacle. It is dude. mindless late night comedy. And again, every time you watch it, you there's something else just yeah. to I actually I don't want to rewatch it tonight. Yeah, it could be a good one. It's it's yeah, Tim and Eric uh, are two obviously like comedic heroes of ours. Like Trey and Matt, they're right up there. They uh their their comedy is like weird, real weird. Yeah, yeah, it's like hard to explain. Like you know, it's your very, girlfriend. It's like why you're laughing at this movie? Right. It's it's not right. even hard to explain. It's not possible. I mean, yeah. you just yeah. get it and you don't. <laughs> it's like when when they're like going through their makeover and they're like cutting off their hair and like kissing. Yeah, yeah. They're in the knife store in the shopping mall. Yeah, no, easy swords. Yeah, 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 easy swords. Yeah. Oh my god, that you are close. (laughs) How much? I have a question. How much do you guys watch movies? This is unbelievable. You guys have like, (laughs) well, that 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 was kind of yeah. That was the I mean the basis for the account is like we had this seemingly useless encyclopedia. No personalities aside from quoting. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean. Just years of training. It's really bad. Like, like go to sleep, like listening to off uh, episodes of Arrested Development type of stuff. Like that it's probably very unhealthy. Yeah. But uh, and I forgot how to read during the process. But we, <laughs> yeah. Like, just, yeah, it's it's really comforting. Um. So that's that's another skill on our LinkedIn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, there, there. there's something we have to ask you. Well, I think it's in your own interest. We have this. You have a new platform here. We may be reaching Dua Lipa. If wow. you could say anything to her right now. Her. Yeah, well, we, we did, Julia. Yeah, she missed this train. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there anyone else? Is, is she still worth fighting for? Or is that just. Uh, no, that ship has sailed. We're on the Haley Steinfeld now. Haley treats us so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Dualipa blocked us after we made one of her comment about her boyfriend, Hamar Hadid. Have you ever interacted with She's That means she's into you. That blocked uh Probably. no never made contact with contact with anwar he knows uh, about us though yeah he's- <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I need two honorable mentions for late night yeah yeah that i want to get in there they're both the same topic but different genre one is the art of flight which is yeah. a uh the, the like dream sports like sporting ever like I don't know if you guys are going to, on a ski trip or whatever. Like anywhere, it's good. Best soundtrack. It's all like old M eighty three songs. These like you know sick names for snowboarder like Tanner Blades like dropping off like a <laughs> thirty thousand foot peak like straight down with sick music. The names <laughs> worth watching the music and the names of the snowboarders alone. A- incredibly good movie. And then my other one is also just because it reminded me. It's uh, Out Cold. Oh yeah, another like pretty unwatchable movie. Like at other times during the day, but at night it can come alive. Zach Galifianakis and Roy from The Office. Yeah, was in it. Really, a movie that has aged terribly. (laughs) Watch it. Watch it. You will be shocked. (laughs) You know, it's. I mean, I'm telling you, some of these movies are like uh, they're like Fiona and Shrek. Like at night, just something different happens. They become entirely. Thing and you join them in yeah. a new level. Well, there, oh, there, there's one yeah. last thing we gotta given that you just brought up the snowboarding one. This is unrelated, we weren't sure if it qualified. What is the ESPN one, Billy, our third partner back here? What was the one you were talking about last night? I mean, the ESPN sports images of the decade. The sports yes. images of the decade. Have you guys yeah. seen that? Uh, well, I, I tend to when I'm drunk and on my laptop, I watch the uh, college football decade. We are a uh, decade. Oh, yeah. Uh, the decade recap video, it's fucking awesome, dude. dude. It's just like epic college football highlights. Like, it's only 15 minutes, but yeah, I mean, okay. college football, and I love that you guys incorporate it to me. I mean, there's it, you know, if your videos are so much about adrenaline, I don't know many bigger adrenaline rushes than some of the fam- famous, you know, commentator calls, whether it was the kick six, whether it was the Michigan fumbled punt. Mm whether it was Georgia yeah. Tech returning, blowing Florida State out of number four, whatever it was, there are just some unreal. You can't even harness the energy 
of right. some of the college football stadiums. Or just get get Gus Johnson to you know do <laughs> yeah. anything. We should probably <laughs> add that genre. It's good that your your buddy brought it up. Like you can watch a movie late night, but there's also a very a very good option to just bring up YouTube and start going through old sports moments like around the couch. Like, oh, you remember when this happened? Remember this happened? Oh, I was with you know my dad watching this. Like when this happened, that is so fun to do. Just kicking it, around. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, Billy, shout out. I mean, like you look at some of these highlights too. NBA highlights, the best dunks. Dunks are so good after no, no, no. <laughs> Dunks are sick. Dunks are sick. <laughs> you got like John Kemp, some of the old school dunks. Uh, you got, you know, Scotty Pippen on Patrick Ewing. Anyway, so much. But um, guys, look, we're, we are huge Friday Beers fans, of course. Um, thank you so much for coming on this show. You guys are awesome. Uh, nobody does Americana like you, and just seeing this Louisville Slugger background, <laughs> it fits the vibe. So, okay, yeah, uh, really fun to talk, and uh, good luck while launching this thing. We're pumped to be part of uh, getting it started, and we're, we'll be following you too. Thanks for all the support. Excellent, Appreciate guys. it, guys.